0: I don't know. Things are starting to unravel a little bit this season. But on the bright side, we were introduced to an ungodly ass beater. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's give them something to talk about for the second half of Seven Deadly Sins Season 3. Cody, 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 welcome. How are you doing, sir?
1: Oh, man, I am great. Ready to dive into the second part of season three? Oh,
0: dude, me too, me too. Like, there, it's such a mixed bag, and I know I say that a lot, but like this time, I really mean it. Like, I got lost more in this second half than I have otherwise in the show. Um, I feel like shit. Just, I don't know how much I actually liked the second half of this season.
1: Yeah, there's, there, like we said on the last episode, there's a lot going on in this season. We got about seven hundred new characters.
0: at least we got flashbacks
1: flash forwards everything
0: and and it's like and what what's also weird too is like i don't like it's moving at a breakneck speed there's i feel like they're trying to throw too much at at us but they're just like oh yeah don't worry about this they 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 love to do the oh it was 16 years ago it was 15 years ago oh yeah remember what happened like 10 years ago i don't why are you talking about this so A lot of that happened in this season, but you know what? It's a lot to unpack, but Cody, we can't unpack it quite yet because, hey, we've got to introduce ourselves. Welcome to Shonen and Suds. I'm Chris Adams.
1: (laughs) And I'm Cody Snodgrass.
0: And Cody, you know, know, now that we've got the pleasantries and formalities out of the way, I got an important question for you, sir. What you drinking?
1: Well, Chris, we've passed up Halloween and now the holidays are quickly approaching. Oh, they are. And Bud Light has released the uh what is it, the ugly sweater? Bud Light Seltzer twelve packs?
0: Oh man, like what flavor is it?
1: Uh so this week I'm 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 gonna do one every week for the next four weeks.
0: Oh man, it's like a, like an advent calendar.
1: <laughs> That's right. And uh so today we got the apple crisp flavor.
0: Ooh. And man, uh, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. When you said, Well Bud Light's released something, I'm like, don't tell me this is like the fucking turkey dinner of Bud Light <laughs>
1: No, there's a, there's some questionable flavors in there. I've only had the apple crisp right now, so,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it okay. it kind of tastes like a cider. Um, sure, a cider, not quite as sweet, uh, not as much mm-hmm. flavor, uh, like your typical seltzer.
0: Okay, kind of tastes
1: okay. like, yeah, I don't know.
0: It, it's it's. Is it better than the better than the uh, Aloha Beaches or Catalina Lime Mixer?
1: Oh, it's not even no shot. Not not yes, even not even close. Saying.
0: Those things are fucking top tier. I love it.
1: Yeah, top-tier seltzer goes the natural light still. Um, Damn right. But what about you, Chris? It's on our
0: ranking board. We have the seltzer ranking board.
1: Absolutely. Uh, but what about you, man? What are you drinking today?
0: Well, I'm going to see if you can hear this. I'm, I'm going bottle route because it is, Cody, to me, it gets dark at 5 p.m., so it is stout season, and that's what I am drinking. And I like, uh, I, I'm drinking like a real fucking Boss Hog stout. Um, An Imperial Stout from our, actually a local brewery out of Norfolk, Virginia called O'Connor. It is their Imperial Oatmeal Chocolate Milk Stout called Snacks, S-N-A-X.
1: Did you say chocolate milk?
0: (laughs) Yep, Imperial Oatmeal Chocolate Milk Stout. Um, So quick beer lesson. Um, What that means is um, usually when, an Imperial means it's a higher bigger version of a beer. It's like Imperial Stout means it's got more alcohol. This one has eight and a half percent alcohol in a 12 ounce bottle. Um, chocolate usually refers to sometimes they put actual dark chocolate in the beer while they're making it. Uh, a lot of times it just has to deal with the type of malt they're using. Chocolate malt is a type of malt that does have those characteristics. Um, oatmeal. A lot of times when oatmeal is added to the grain bill uh, during the brewing process, it'll, it gives the beer a creamier texture. And just a quick history lesson on oatmeal stouts. Oatmeal stouts actually used to be prescribed by doctors to pregnant women because of the health benefits in oatmeal.
1: Well, hot damn, that's, that's, that's a hot hand. take there.
0: <laughs> oh, indeed. And then the milk part of it, usually um, there's, uh, there is uh, lactose inside the beer, which also gives it more of a creamy consistency. Uh, definitely dessert in a glass. Um, but again, it's stout season, having something really nice and warming. Uh, just really hits the spot this time of year for me. So I'm going to take that first sip. and Oh, fuck, that's delicious. <laughs> Love that. Mm-mm-mm. Yum, yum, yum. Well, well I'm going to need something strong to dive into this convoluted mess that we've kind of found ourselves in here in the second half of Season 3. So, Cody, if you're ready, let's dive in.
1: Yeah, I think I'm ready. Uh, I'm definitely going to trip up over some names here. Um...
0: <laughs> yeah, you fucking should. I know. That... Because, like— like uh, not and not only are we introduced to a bunch of characters but they have like weird fucking names like like i can't stop laughing at my girl derriere <laughs> it's like it's like she's half fucking naked and you're naming her after a butthole you know, it's like oh fucking derriere. it's like yes i see it <laughs> but please yeah go ahead
1: i'm definitely gonna trip over some names and then there's some that i don't even have the names written down i just have like
0: question marks
1: red ten commandment guy
0: <laughs> like okay he, like
1: he has red armor on um Yes. But I think I have, I don't know, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. We're diving right into episode 13, Chris. Let's do it. We we just ended off on episode 12, or 40, depending on how you're keeping count here. Um, mm-hmm. We saw Elaine reunite with Bon.
0: Yeah, that's where it ended. Pretty uh, pretty crazy here.
1: So episode 13, Elaine uh, kind of seems a little jealous of Jericho being around, and immediately attacks her.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, tries to kill her.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then... Bond's trying to stop her. She attacks Bond.
0: Mm-hmm. But then, like, but like, and Jericho, like, eventually, like, restrains her. But what's crazy is, like, for poor fucking Jericho, man. She is just like, she clearly had, and and it, and it sucks, right? Maybe, maybe at some point, her and Bond get together, um, which is kind of what I'm hoping for at this point. But like, Bond does not give a shit about her feelings in that regard, because he like, like, she's on top of Elaine, got her pinned down, and Bond's like, hey, get off her, you bitch. And it's like, whoa! <laughs> whoa! Yeah. Don't you hurt her, you bitch! Like, wait a minute, like, are you in an abusive, like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, and this is, I, I want to say this is the first time we've had, like, Jericho tells Elaine her true feelings for Bond, Yep. Um, and she kind of, like, uh, how do I, how would I put this? Kind of, like, Talks her out of, like, being angry, basically. Like, kind of calms yeah. her down.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was weird.
1: And then Elaine kind of apologizes, and it almost seems like she quote-unquote dies, but she. no one ever dies in this show, so... We'll get to that later. Uh, <laughs> but then we see... I'm going to mispronounce these two. molascula is that?
0: Yep, uh, Melascula and Gallon, which we've met we've we've seen them before but now we uh they're they're back and they are pissed.
1: Yeah, so Malaskula arrives and she tells Bond like about basically what's going on with Elaine that like since her re- her rage has subsided that she will die again. Yep. And like you said Gallon, he's also here. Um and they all they all begin having a little fight. And this is where Galen actually reveals that Meliodas uh, was a traitor of the demon race, like he betrayed them in the past.
0: Which means King was right.
1: Yeah, of course, this is 3,000 years ago. Um, oh,
0: God. okay. I'm going to stop you right there real quick. That's another thing I've started to, and we get to that a lot in this season. You said it kind of before we started recording, there's a lot of flashbacks, flash-forwards, and everything in between. They love just like, oh yeah, this happened like like 20 years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> He totally did this like 5,000 years ago. It's like, do you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah, when I was younger. Do you
0: remember the Ghost of Christmas Past from the Future where he's like 1,000 years ago before Sigourney Weaver? This, this, you know, like he's <laughs> just always telling stories. and th- th- This starts to happen a lot in, in this season, but please continue.
1: Yeah, so currently I know that 3,000 years ago, Meliodas betrayed the demon race, and then 10 years ago, Hendrickson and Dreyfus killed... Zaratras, I'll put mm-hmm. I'll put that in gigantic finger breaking air quotes. <laughs> oh jeez, yeah, fuck,
0: don't, don't. fuck, man. okay.
1: <laughs> uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, we will. Bon uses his hunter fist technique, uh, which we get to see for the first time, I believe, and it like absorbs mm-hmm. the power of his opponents. Um, yep. I won't be able to go into everybody's techniques because there's way too many in this in this season. Uh, yes. But anyhow, Melascula ends up putting Bond in her cocoon of darkness. Uh, mm-hmm. and she actually extracts his soul from his body and this is where we see like a little bit of worrisome here but like I said no one ever dies in this show because uh, we see Bond's life kind of flashing before his eyes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then Gallant actually eats Bond's soul
0: <laughs> yeah dude I did not see that coming
1: yeah which upsets Elaine who is now back to life somehow in Jericho
0: yeah, okay Ooh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted to say something about that too they're like behind a boulder and I'm like I, like I had to like stop and re- uh, like rewind it because I was like, I thought she was just dead, and she's like up on all fours and like hiding behind this rock, and I'm like, okay, okay. But I, I was like, maybe that's just like an animation error, you know, shit like that happens, right? They put, you know, but it's not the case at all.
1: That's okay, Chris, because Bond's still alive too. Uh, even with without a soul, it doesn't it doesn't matter?
0: This shit pissed me off because uh, I, I hated this fucking bullshit switcheroo that just happened here.
1: Yeah. And then he uh, he destroys one of each of their hearts, I believe, is what it is. Then um, mm-hmm. he grabs the girls and runs off. Um, mm-hmm. And it turns out that that we see like uh would it be like a silhouette of Givago? Yeah. And it turns out that he gave his soul in place of Bond's soul.
0: <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's like the broken glass plays and like Stone Cold comes out. He just just <laughs> r- runs in and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, they, uh, we switched and we had a heartfelt moment. and He took my soul while your soul ran off. It's like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's Cody. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say that was stupid.
1: Yeah, we get a lot of a lot of dumb moments like this. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of get off the rails here. Um, and then we flash over. We see our old boy imposter Dreyfus, who's Froudrin of the Ten Commandments, and yep, he's approached by Deldry. Um, and she uses, uh, her ability Love Drive to actually enchant oh, him. Oh, so cool. And it causes him to, like, hit himself, um, and then we see some more members of the, the Pilates of the Azure Sky. <laughs> yeah, there
0: they are. They're I think back. it's
1: actually the Pleiades, but Pilates. Yeah,
0: I, I believe, I believe they did say Pleiades.
1: Yeah, we're, I'm gonna call them the Pilates for, from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got Deldry, Arden, Waylo, um, uh, mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a few more, uh, but anyhow, they arrive, they help out, and they appear to knock out Dreyfus. Um, now we're diving right into episode fourteen. Mm-hmm. We got Jericho. Um, she's now carrying a pretty much a, a a knocked out Bond and Elaine to safety because they're pretty badly yeah, injured. Who's now dead again? All of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very... It's all over the place. We had Bond run she's like off...
0: A, she's got, like, necrolepsy.
1: Yeah, Bond runs off with Elaine and Jericho, but then Jericho's carrying Bond and Elaine, so... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on here. Um,
0: yeah, she, she's just... Oh, man, she just doesn't want to get away. She's just... She loves him. <laughs> like she's got him strapped up. She, like, took off her jacket and has him, like, strapped on her back. It's like... It's like, you're getting played, girl!
1: <laughs> yeah, so... I love Triangle's trying to escape here. Um, Indeed. But it turns out Gallon's been working on his golf swing, and he's smashing some boulders towards him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, they attempt to... Locking. his
0: long game is good. <laughs> yeah.
1: And they uh, they attempt to take shelter in, like, this cave area. Um, and this cave... Like, they go, th- they walk through it, and turns out there's a tavern at the end of this called My Sweet Gluttony. It's written on the door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uh, and the man running the tavern recognizes Bond, and, uh... He like it lets them hide. Like I don't know if it's like the freezer or the pantry.
0: Uh, yeah, it's like a vault of some kind. Yeah, yeah. It has like a vault like door on it. But uh, my man, my man is looking like Ned Flanders over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, he lets them take shelter there. Um, but mm-hmm. soon after Gallon and Mascula arrive at the tavern and they're drinking the booze. They
0: proceed to get fucking shit-faced. I love it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this booze has been, you know, this has this is what's changed in three thousand years. I love it.
1: Yeah, and Gowan gets pretty drunk. He actually knocks out the old man, who we still don't know the name of yet. Uh, and he, he goes to grab this axe that we see, like, above the bar, the bar top. Um, and it's kind of like a, it almost reminds me of, like, Thor's hammer. Like, Gallon can't even lift this thing off the ground. Uh, and then we see the old man. Uh, he, like, kind of goes Hulk mode. <laughs>
0: fucking gassed up now
1: yeah this probably won't be the last avengers pun i make here um
0: oh man please do
1: but he reveals himself to be escanor the lion sin of pride Uh, our seventh sin has finally entered the building um
0: oh dude and does he ever because this this guy is just this is the ungodly ass beater that i'm talking about this this character is I, i think i messaged you like halfway through the week and i was like this guy is fucking insane yeah, <laughs> he's so powerful.
1: Yeah, he like cuts out, He cuts Gallon in half. Well, um, oh,
0: he talks so much shit. He talks so much shit, but it's like that like uppity like I'm better than you shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. I fucking love it.
1: Yeah, and then Gallon obviously he's got his magic, so he can recover from being cut in half. Of course, um, he uses his ability critical over, which increases his power to over forty thousand, as long as you guys oh. got your scouters still on.
0: Yep, scouters must be on for the remainder of the show. Apparently, that's
1: right. Then we flash over to Merlin, who can detect Escanor's power rising, uh, mm-hmm. and it's reached fifty-five thousand. Um.
0: <laughs> and it cl- I think it's and I think it's just it's steady climbing too.
1: Yeah, and then I can't remember. Does Galen Galen tells a lie?
0: Uh, well, no. What happened? Er. They uh, well, because before he transformed, they were doing this like fight to the death, where it's like, oh, we're going to just hit each other until. The other person falls, mm-hmm. and because is. of his ability, he's like, "Well, you can't not do this because you've already agreed to play. If you don't play, then you're going to turn to stone." So, Gallon, <laughs> fucking, it's his turn to hit again, and he tries to like, fucking, <laughs> here's your tip: don't seat me next to the door. Like, he gets so fucking scared. I mean, well, well, not yet. He first he like powers up to like super spiky armor Gallon.
1: Yeah, and that's when Merlin detects their powers.
0: Yep, and then, like, they're it's, like, I want to say, he, uh, oh, he, like, hits Escanor, and, like, it just, like, like his his uh weapon just kind of goes, like, into his arm a little bit, mm-hmm. and then his Escanor's turn again, and the next thing you know, it's, like, he's turned into stone, like, facing the other direction.
1: Yep. Like, yeah, so he, he broke his own commandment and turns into stone. Um Yep. Then we get Melascula. Now she's trying to trap Escanor in the same cocoon of darkness she had trapped Bonn in earlier. Nah. <laughs> she extracts his soul and eats it, um, and this quite quite literally backfires on her. Chris. Yeah,
0: it is. It is. She can only handle white person spicy apparently, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that fucking soul just incinerates her guts.
1: Yeah, and it turns out Escanor has the magical power of sunshine. Um,
0: oh my god, does he ever?
1: And it seems like, at least I thought at this point, that my last heal was dead.
0: Oh, same here, because well, I've also learned too in anime. Like, unless you see a, well, even if you see a body, I guess you don't know if they're alive or dead. Like, I just, I just assume that like no characters dead anymore. Well, they couldn't do that to my boy Hughes in a Full Metal Alchemist. But you know, that's another, that's another cast <laughs> for another time.
1: I don't want to get emotional out here. Uh, <laughs> me, me too. But anyhow, uh, what, let's see here. Eskinor then leaves our, our love triangle behind so they can recover. Um, yep. And Bond kind of. has
0: to go deliver his alcohol.
1: Yeah, and Bond reveals to the others that Eskinor's power increases in the sunshine. So, like, at night, like we said before the podcast, he's pretty much useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like we said, sun's out, gun's out.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking right.
1: Uh, and then we get King. He, he arrives and. Sees what's all going on. Obviously, he sees Elaine. This is the first time he sees Elaine, right?
0: Yeah. Since so she's come which, back. Which, by the way, like I would have honestly expected like this to be a bigger moment, but it, it kind of wasn't. Like this was just, like, this whole part here just felt like such a big throwaway.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like I don't
0: like I just I would have expected a lot more out of this scene.
1: Yeah, and then credits roll, and we get our first post-credits scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, finally because they didn't do this like but twice
1: yep it's just featuring uh peg leg matrona breakdancing. yes <laughs> no Another she's doing she's doing like moment. this dance I, I, the
0: warrior dance of the giant people
1: right which uh after these next two episodes has never gone into again but yep we're going right into episode uh 15 here <laughs>
0: Yep, Matrona wants De- uh, Deanne to become a dancer. Job change, class change. Yep. Fucking Barts with all the jobs.
1: <laughs> uh, but before we get into our uh, our dance lesson of the day, we get we see uh, Fraudrin, aka Imposter oh, De- Dreyfus.
0: Deanne's dance groove.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Fraudrin is being held prisoner by the Pilates of the Azure Sky. So we got Pilates, wow. we got dancing. Uh,
0: oh man, just a fucking cardio <laughs> cardio section here.
1: Yeah, uh, we're introduced to Denzel finally, um, mm-hmm. and we've we've heard about him in a few of the past episodes, yep. and he's the leader of the Pilates.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I like but, he's got a cool look to him. I, uh, I I like this character a lot.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely pretty cool. Um, and I'm just gonna refer to Imposter Dreyfus as Fraudrin from the for the remainder. No, that's fine. It's, that's fine. It's that's very,
0: they've made that clear that that's who he is. So I guess it's probably proper to just call him Fraudrin at this point. Yeah,
1: so Fraudrin breaks free. Um, From his chains that he's in, and him and Denzel have like a standoff,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that gets quickly interrupted, Chris, because we got to go back to dance practice.
0: Um, Of course, of course, dance yeah, sucker, we, <laughs> you got nothing on me.
1: We meet uh, Matrona's. I I don't know if it's a boyfriend or just a, a friend. Oh, sorry,
0: it's it's let's a, 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 I I. They don't come out and say it's her husband, but I mean it. It kind of is. He's the. She's their, the, her, his kid's new stepmom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and so th- this is Zalpa. Uh, yep. And he has two kids. I don't have their names written down because they're not... Uh,
0: Soul and uh, Delia, I believe.
1: Okay. Yeah, I didn't write the names down because they really don't matter. Um, but anyhow.
0: Yep. And stepmom is a sturdy woman. I'm going to tell you what.
1: <laughs> yeah, with her new peg leg, uh, which we see I'm Zalpa had, uh, <laughs> had found her while she was like injured and kinda of nursed her yep. back to health.
0: Back to the last flashback episode. Pretty much it had to amputate her leg where she got hit by that uh that dragon venom.
1: hmm Um so while she's trying to teach Dean uh a new cardio routine, we see these strange bird things <laughs> flying overhead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh this is all over the place. Um oh, ain't it though? Fucking and these though? these birds are actually like delivering flyers. Um <laughs> about a fighting festival in Visel. Uh, it's granting the winner any wish that they'd like. Um, but turns out the, the (laughs) Matrona stepkids have been attacked by another, another group of demon bird things. Um, yeah. (laughs) So Matrona comes over, takes out these birds and, uh, but the kids, they're pretty, they're pretty banged up. Um, so Matrona and Deanne decide to leave for Visal. Um, to get their wish granted, I guess they want to try and just save the kids, like help them recover. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And then before the episode ends, we see Matrona. She get she does like a almost like a, a prayer to the founder of the giant race. Mm hmm. Um, who
0: like the one who, uh, and that's the same guy who was like, oh, this is the person who developed this dance, and it was beautiful, and the earth would shake under his feet. Or yeah, and
1: this man's name is Droll and uh turns out he's actually one of the ten commandments chris mm-hmm. so we got that going on we got an, another giant has entered has entered
0: <laughs> yes
1: uh, now we got tri- we flash back to uh oh go ahead i'm sorry
0: no no no. i didn't say no i was i was just i was just ready for all i picture is like the smash Brothers, a new challenger <laughs> yes With, Like the sirens going off
1: yeah so we got denzel and Froudrin, they're still fighting um then Death Pierce arrives. Uh, we saw him in an earlier episode as well. Um, yep. He shows up to help Denzel. Uh-huh. And then outside of this, because they're like locked in their own little room thing, uh, Doghetto also arrives. And uh, <laughs> Chris, it, it gets a little confusing here. Because uh-huh. I think Doghetto tells the other members of the Pleiades that he's got this. like.
0: Yeah, like, very, like, sinister, like, oh, just go on and give me the thing, you know? Yeah. It's, it's fine, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it seems like the De is definitely, something's up with him, like, he seems, like, sinister. Um, yeah. Turns out it's actually Grey Road of Pacifism, another one Ha-ha! of the- Ha <laughs> uh, Got you good, you fucker. Yeah, another one of the Ten Commandments. Um, and the other Pleiades of the Azure Sky, as they're, like, I don't know where they're they're planning on going, uh, but they come across the real doghetto. Realize they're fooled and then they head back. We see Frowden is leaving with Gray Road. Uh, Denzel has surrendered, and or Denzel and Death have surrendered because they know. I, I think they know they're no match for him.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, Frowden actually stabs Deldry. and kind of gives us a big like information dump randomly um, that has really nothing to do with anything going on in this scene. Which is I, I don't know. He he stabs Deldry. Then he reveals that he's just a substitute commandment and that mm-hmm. Gother is actually the real commandment that he's taking those he's substituting in for.
0: Mm-hmm. Which I which I thought was kind of weird. It's like like I mean, I guess it's par for I mean really I guess it's par for the course at the end of the day with who used to be what, who did who. I mean there's we're talking three thousand years ago, um, Cody, and we don't know what happened. You know, maybe it was two thousand years ago, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's just weird that he just... <laughs> he's just like, oh, hey, I know we're enemies, but uh, Gother's the real Ten Commandment," and then he kind of dips off. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> so we got that going on. Uh, and that's where that episode ends. We don't get a post-credit scene or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going into episode 16. We see Bond and and his two lovebirds, as well as Escanor, they're on their way to make this alcohol delivery. Um, we see our breakdancing giants, Deanne and Matrona. Yeah. They've, they've arrived at this giant maze on their way to Vizel for the fighting festival. Um,
0: Uh little do they know.
1: Yeah. It turns out the, the founder of the giant race, Droll, has built this maze. Um, and he's there with another commandment, which we'll find out her actual name here in a second, but I can't remember Uh if she went by a different name, but. Anyhow, I'll just keep on going here. Um, yeah, go ahead. So Dean and Matrona attempt... First, they kind of, like, try to find shortcuts through this maze, and they re- quickly realize that that's not going to be an option. They can't, like, jump over the maze or anything like that. Uh, so they're, they're trying to get through this maze. They end up getting separated. Um, and Dean actually comes across Hawk and Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. But, of course, she, she has no memory of these guys because she's still lost all of her memory of recent years like she has a partial memory like she remembers Meliodas and matrona but she doesn't remember any of her like new friends
0: Mm Mhm. and by the way um i don't know i can't remember if that was covered in the last section or this one now we're to a point where like when hawk eats something he kind of turns into it because i know that that happened in like these last couple episodes as well
1: yeah we saw a brief moment where he turned into a dragon because he ate, yep. like, the dragon's belly. Um,
0: that's, right, that's right. I couldn't remember if that was in this se- in this section or the one before.
1: Yeah, he's got his scouter, and he's learned to transform when he eats stuff. So, um, that's
0: right. That's right.
1: Which he's... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see some more of that here soon. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> do. So those three, are they're continuing through the maze. Uh, there's a bunch of traps. Um, they would kind of get some sketchy Meliodas clones that appear and attack them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hauser and Gilthunder actually show up. And they take out these fake Meliodas clone things, which are actually similar to what we saw in the first season.
0: Yep, the in the forest of white noise or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> the forest of white noise is just.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then uh, they're attacked and saved by, a, or they're attacked by another monster, uh, and they're wow. saved by a strange boy who like freezes the monster. Um, well you don't know this person's name yet um but just a strange like mage kind of looking yep. guy
0: now i they say i don't know if i can remember if it's in this episode but when they like I, I think it's when they when they all get broken up into groups that they actually show his name
1: yeah i mean we could just say his name his name is gilfrost
0: yeah um, yeah it was i knew it was gil something gilfrost yeah. yeah
1: um but anyway, I it, s-
0: mean, when i saw that it made it made me go wait a minute
1: Kill Thunder, Gil Frost. What do we got? Yeah, What's going I on? There was maybe
0: some some crazy relation here. But uh, we'll it, we'll see what happens later.
1: Yeah. Then we flash over to to the boys, Meliodas and Arthur. Um, mm-hmm. Turns out everybody's in the maze, um, and they're all trying to get to this fighting festival in Visal. Uh, and,
0: and and the crazy thing is, and I'm, I don't I don't want to cut you off real quick, but this is another one of those like breakneck moments where it's like, oh yeah, we were here, and then all of a sudden we were all separated. Like it's like a child telling a story real <laughs> quick, and it just it's just I don't know. It, I would have liked some more build up to this point.
1: Yeah. Like everybody's just at here. the maze all of a sudden. And we've only saw Deanne and Matrona make their way actually to the maze. Um, mm-hmm. but anyhow, we're, we're rolling right along here. turns out Meliodas and Elizabeth can sense each other, um, through the wall, through the wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bon and Escanor, Jericho and Elaine, they all arrive and they reunite with the captain. Uh Bond kind of brings Meliodas up to speed on everything that happened with him. Uh-huh. Uh, and they team up and make a shortcut to get to Elizabeth and the others on the other side of the wall. Um, so now we got the gangs all here; they're all back together. We That's get, right. and cut cue cue the post-credit scene, Chris. Uh, our friends reunite to see that um, there's a whole lot of other people there. A whole bunch, couple, yes. couple familiar faces, couple strange characters.
0: Mm-hmm. We got a samurai. We got you know, yeah. got all kinds of stuff going on.
1: Some guys that are clearly evil, um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, so uh, some
0: like jester assassins.
1: Yeah, and then obviously the two commandments. Uh, mm-hmm. So moving right along into the next episode, Droll uh, is creating an arena for this fighting festival, um, mm-hmm. and the other commandment that's with him, the I believe it's, is it a woman? No, it's a guy.
0: Oh, it, it's the it's well. Not to jump ahead, but it's the former fairy king, Glaxina, Glaxina,
1: Glaxinia, I believe is the name. Yeah. So Droll creates the arena while she kills everybody that's not made it to the finish line, basically.
0: Yeah, with like this crazy, and that's um, because King sees what it is and is like, "Oh shit!" Like that's from like the 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 tree, whatever. The, I forget what the tree is called.
1: Yeah, he recognizes it as like the power that's granted by the sacred tree. Yeah, uh, and he immediately knows that that's from the first fairy king. Which is Gloxenia. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got Gother shows up out of nowhere. Sparkle! Uh, <laughs> trying to think of what else happens here. Oh, Gloxenia stabs through Escanor.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, just because like, he's like, I, 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 I'm I not really here to fight. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, he were, Like, when Escanor is in, like, bitch mode, he reminds me of, like, in the Austin Power movies, whenever Will Ferrell's character would get trapped into, like, the, the vents or... Like, you know, my leg is badly burned. <laughs> yeah. Like, that Like that reminds me of Esknoi. He's just like, I don't... I'm not here to fight. I'm just... I want to deliver the alcohol. So, could I please?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she stabs through him and actually kills him, quote-unquote, again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then revives him with, like, this ability she has. She can, like...
0: Like, drop of life or... Yeah, what it's, uh, something life like Life drop. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then Droll separates them into teams of two or yeah teams of two uh and we got our our, and it's all
0: randomly paired
1: yeah uh we say randomly but i mean it's all it's just the good guys against the bad guys it seems pretty
0: much pretty Uh, much but we
1: got ourselves a tag team tournament chris here um
0: we do we've got the king of the ring the uh the 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 crockett memorial cup we love it yeah for the straps they're fighting for the straps
1: (laughs) that's right you got Elaine and Elizabeth are paired up against two random guys.
0: Yeah, I forget what they're <laughs> called. They're, uh, they're like the assassins of... Fuck, fuck, it's fuck,
1: like fuck, fuck, It's like Malacula. They're yeah. from a city that used to be... Uh, mm. Like, had a truce with Leonis. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The assassins of Scott Bakula. Sounds about <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Elaine and Elizabeth, they kind of make quick work. Uh, Elaine nearly kills one of them, uh, but then Elizabeth kind of shows some mercy and... Starts to heal him uh, with her druid powers, which we still really don't know much about. And then they kind of they kind of surrender. Uh, so Elaine and Elizabeth move up to the next bracket. Uh, bon and Meliodas uh, are against some of those bird creatures we had seen before.
0: And this was a fun fight, right? Because, like, they're just like, oh, I wonder what Elizabeth's doing. Oh, you're, you're, you know, like, they're talking about, like, oh, you know, Elizabeth's the best. No, uh, you know, Elaine's the best. And, like, while they're, like, fucking with each other, they just beat the shit out of these birds.
1: Yeah, they're, like, throwing them into each other. Um yeah. And they end up killing these birds uh, while fighting over whose girlfriend's better, basically.
0: Yeah, and they're just like, oh, well, shit.
1: Yeah, so they've moved, they've earned, uh, they're, they've earned their spot off the bracket. And then, uh. Mm-hmm. We flash off to Deann and King, and uh, they face off against uh-huh. Droll and Gloxenia's clone. Yeah, because like, they,
0: it turns out they only had fifteen teams, so to make like an even bracket, they just made like clones of themselves. Um, though this was funny because, like, again, I, this was kind of a weird moment because like King is like throwing up blood in his hand. I'm like, well, what the fuck happened to him? Did I miss? I, I thought I missed something. Then they pan out and show where he's at. And I was like, Well, okay. Fan service time, there it is.
1: <laughs> you talk about when Deanne throws him in between the jugs? Oh or... <laughs> okay. yes.
0: yeah. 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 Because get... he's like throwing up blood and I was like, Well, what the fuck happened?
1: Yeah, and the the clone of Gloxenia clearly looks like the same girl who would Yeah. Who is at the sacred tree and she like
0: Yeah, like the advisor.
1: Yeah, I can't remember her or name. Or the
0: Guardian or whoever it was.
1: But she was the one that had attacked Bond and wanted him yep. to stay there, like, bleeding to keep the sacred tree growing or whatever. Yep. Uh, and that's where the episode actually ends. Mm-hmm. Now we're back with the Pleiades of the Azure Sky. And, uh... <laughs> at the same time, we also... Uh, we flash to... We get a little bit of the backstory on the ability that Denzel used on Fraudrin. No, we got a lot of names there. Um, but Fraudin's actually wondering why he can't see Zarathust from his past because yep. Denzel used this curse ability that, like, the people that you've killed will haunt you, basically. Uh-huh. Quote-unquote. I mean, it's a little more complicated, but that. Um, but he's just wondering why he can't see Zarathust. Which at this point, I'm like, oh, okay, so Zarathust must be alive.
0: That That was actually my first thought, too. I was like, well... Yeah, like I immediately thought the same thing. I was like, oh, he's alive. He's 100% alive now.
1: Yeah, he can't see him, and he's questioning why he can't see this one person. I'm like, okay, must be alive. Yeah. Yep. Um, Anime, and, baby. Yeah, back to the King of the Ring tag team match. Uh, That's right. King defeats Gloxenia's substitute. Um, gets thrown in, in between De'Anne's jugs. Um mm-hmm. Nosebleed City there. <laughs> Big time. Uh, and...
0: So, what, and what I li- what I like here, and not to not to cut you off again, no, but what good. I liked here is like this is where like Deanne is like, you know, clearly I'm somebody, whoever I am, I'm somebody special to you, and I want to know more about that. Like I really like how, I, I like how they're getting back to these heartfelt moments.
1: Yeah, even though she still can't remember anything, yeah, she still manages to create these golems of her. Of her friends, and Kings...
0: Kings was so great. (laughs) Obviously, he's,
1: like, on cloud nine, because he thinks that he doesn't have one of these golem statue things, and turns out when the smoke clears, he's got his own little statue, too.
0: Um, And his looks so fucking disheveled, like a kid just getting out of bed. (laughs) So great.
1: Um, But, yeah, she uses these golems to defeat Droll Substitute, Um, so Mm -hmm. they win their match. Then we flash over to the next match, which is Jericho and Gother. Um They're paired against Hawk and Escanor.
0: Oh yeah, that's the dream team, baby. Hawk and uh, Hawk and Escanor is that—that's—that's like, that's the; those are the champs right there.
1: Yep. And then. Uh, but
0: it's more of like demolition with axe with smash and crush versus axes, or like the road warriors with animal and draws as opposed to hawk and animal. <laughs> so do the math on that one, wrestling fans.
1: That's right. Um, and Gother's clearly, like, something's off about Gother. Um, Very. Kind of like a more, like, dark, sinister, mm-hmm. almost aura uh, around him. But anyhow, Gila and Jericho. Or, I'm sorry. Not Gila and Jericho. And now we, Jericho fla- and we, fl- we, fl- we flash back over to, real quick, we flash to the, back to the Pilates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Gila and Jericho's brother, Gustav. Um, yep. they, they've arrived to assist with Denzel and the rest. And this is where we find out a little bit more about Death Pierce. He has this small, invisible fairy spy. Yep. <laughs> um, Which is,
0: uh, like, whatever.
1: Yeah, Tinkerbell, basically. Um, Pretty much. And she has told him that Camelot. Camelot ugh, I'm thinking Final Fantasy, Chris. I said Camelot. <laughs> Cam- <laughs> Camelot has fallen to the commandments, as well as yep. se- several other towns. Um,
0: and it flashes over to. Commandment in red armor. I cannot remember his name. The one, like, dark-haired Meliodas, essentially. I
1: have it written later on.
0: Okay. Hold on.
1: I can find this. I can't find it. He has a name, but the one that looks like Meliodas in red armor yep. with black-haired. black-haired Meliodas. His name starts with a Z. Mm-hmm. I actually have, at this point in my notes, <laughs> the Commandment in red armor. So. <laughs> nice. Um, but anyhow, yeah, it looks like they've taken over. Uh, Camel, and um, Denzel orders Gila to tell the King of Leonis their plan and to capture the Ten Commandments. And he also reveals to Gila that, "Hey, we got to capture Gother as well, because turns out he's under accusations of being a commandment." Yep. Uh, Which obviously, Gila had just dumped Gother in the past, so we got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, And then we flash back to the fight with Gother. Um, Gother attacks Hawk. And uh or Jer- Hawk yeah Hawk and Jericho actually mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uses a spell to cause Escanor to see like the scenes from his past
0: um, yeah just like he did to uh just like he did to Dreyfus in season one yeah. but boy was that a fuck up
1: yeah because this kind of just inspires Escanor he we get scenes we don't find out a whole lot about this Rosa character
0: mm, but you just know that like Escanor loves him some Merlin
1: yep. Uh, and he, he kind of snaps out of it, uh, calls a sacred treasure up, and releases it like the others Oh, have. dude, like
0: fucking like Thor getting his hammer from across yep. the globe. And he's just like, like, I was like, this part was kind of cool too, right? Because, like, Gother's like putting, like putting the fucking screws to his mind, and he's just like, oh, you done fucked up now, boy. You thought you were going to hurt me, but you actually inspired me. Mjolnir just calls it from across the fucking earth. <laughs> So great.
1: Yeah, so they start fighting. Uh, when the smoke clears, Escanor collapses from Gother's attack. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that Escanor's, like, big attack that he was charging up was actually a, an attack on the Commandments. He wasn't even planning to hit Gother.
0: Yep, something about... Because you're talking about, like, heart-stealing. And that was one of the, the big issue here with Gother, they were mentioning, because Gother doesn't have a heart. And, like, is trying to understand these emotions. Mm-hmm. So the, when, when Escanor... Does, you know, does his typical prideful diatribe before he starts his attack, you think he's talking to Gother, like just based on what he says.
1: Yeah, we but, think it did even Gother thinks um, yep. yeah, it. Yep. Which is out,
0: definitely not the case.
1: Yeah, it turns out he just blasted Gloxenia and Droll. Um, oh, yeah. And that's where this episode ends. We di- we're going right back into it. Um, with the ten, the two Ten Commandments hurt, uh, Meliodas begins to attack Droll. And he's like, oh, it's time for the real fighting festival to, to yep. begin. Um, so, unfortunately, we don't get to see the end of the King of the Ring tournament, Chris. Uh-huh. Nobody gets the straps. Um, Nobody. But, anyhow, uh, <clears throat> him and Joel are fighting. Uh, and Gloxenia is kind of recovering. And uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't read my own handwriting here. Uh, Gloxenia okay. actually reveals that her Droll, and Meliotis have actually like teamed up back in the past to defeat the Demon King.
0: You know, three thousand years ago or something. Yeah, three like
1: thousand years ago. Um, so, put, the, but we'll put a thumbtack in that one for now.
0: Yes, we'll add that to the board with the rest of the string and the the other <laughs> pins. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then we have the strange mage guy uh, who is Gilfrost. Uh, teleports everybody else out of the danger. Um so literally everybody except for Meliodas has now been teleported back to the kingdom of, Mel- of Leonis. Um so they continue fighting and then the other Ten Commandments show up. So it's basically yeah, Meliodas is very uh very handicapped in this match.
0: Yep, yeah, and he does and like he doesn't really want to like fight them at first. But he like but he has to.
1: Yeah, and it seems like... I'm not sure... Again, I can't remember his name, but the commandment that's in red... He kind of... He's calling Meliodas like his older brother.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, I don't know if that's... If they're actual brothers, because he calls the other guy brother. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know if he's just saying brother as in like a brother in arms, or as if like...
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, which also makes sense.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Um... But Meliodas is getting battered. Uh, he's getting hit with all their finishing moves, Chris.
0: Oh, dude, it's, it's, we got a fucking Nexus situation on our hands here. But fucking, <laughs> like, if this, this is where, like, my girl fucking dairy area area just, like, with, with her fucking, oh, that's her power. Like I, I don't like when they explain the other people's power. Oh, yeah, that's her power combo something or other. And it's just like, whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah I was trying to write them all down, and then I just scratched it all out. Because there's... Yeah, it's called totally like
0: combo fury or whatever.
1: Yeah, if you're listening to this, you should be watching the show anyhow. And uh, exactly,
0: and you know what I'm talking. There's about.
1: There's way too many powers and special moves, and mm-hmm. you got the rock bottom. You got sweet shit music. You got it all.
0: That's uh, right. You got it all.
1: <laughs> um, so he's getting hit with all these moves, and he kind of tries to do something that he sim- that he did like in season one to defeat Hendrickson, where he re- released that revenge counter. Yep. And when he goes to do that, he's blocked by the gray-haired commandment, um, who's Estarosa. Um, he, Dude, he, fucking
0: the hard block. He just, like, puts his fucking hand in his chest like, you ain't getting in with them shoes.
1: Yeah, and he's like, it hurts me because I love you so much. Or He says some some very odd dialogue here. Um,
0: and meanwhile, the guys who got teleported away, they're actually watching all of this shit unfold. Yeah, they're... Like, through Gilfrost, like, crystal...
1: Yeah, and Gilfrost won't teleport him back. He's like, no, it's too dangerous for you guys. Um, Uh So now we're diving right into episode 20. Uh, is basically just stomping on Meliodas, torturing him. Um, He reveals that Meliodas was once the leader of the Ten Commandments, which is some big big stuff going on here, Um, and that he was actually next in line to become the new Demon King. Uh Um, But he betrayed them, killed two of the past Commandments, and started, which, is
0: that, which is who? Droll and
1: Gloxenia took the place. Yeah, they. they
0: were, yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, they're the, like the new replacements. Um, and that Meliodas actually started the war three thousand years ago. Yep. So a lot, a big history lesson there.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot of big reveals there.
1: Melascula um, reappears. Um, so she's not dead after. God eating, damn
0: it! She's like charred the fuck out too. Yeah,
1: after getting destroyed by Eschanoir's soul, she's still alive. Um, and now she's trying to take Meliodas' soul. Um Before she can do that, we probably get one of the funnest scenes in the whole anime. Uh, oh, yeah. Where Bon shows back up, snaps Melascula's neck, and oh, then, like, rips out all of her hearts and stomps on all of them.
0: So fucking great,
1: dude. Um Yeah, it's probably, like, one of my, the coolest scenes that, uh...
0: Well, d- dude, even what comes up next, right, um... Cause like, and I love how you know they explain like Bond was saying goodbye to Elaine because he knew like because he saw because they saw that she was alive in through the crystal, so he goes there and makes short work of her. But he tries to fucking get um, what's his what's his name? I'm sorry, Esteroza. Esteroza, like he is fucking strapped on him so fucking hard. It, this this part was so fucking cool.
1: Yeah, and Esteroza uh, he reveals that these upper level demons because like we got like we said in the previous episode there's like a scale to it yep um that so these upper level demons have seven hearts and they must be destroyed um mm-hmm. and like you said Bonds got him in like a chokehold and he's trying to stop him um but Escarosa,
0: he's just straight steady just stabbing Meliodas like like almost like Bond's not even fucking there
1: yeah and so he's stabbing through all seven of Meliodas' hearts
0: oh. and by the way he says that, you know, no matter how powerful they are, if you stab through all seven of their hearts, they're dead. <laughs> so we'll you know we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that too.
1: That's right, Chris.
0: <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> then we flash over, Elizabeth asks random mage guy to teleport her to where Meliodas is. Mm-hmm. She approaches his basically lifeless body. Oh, oh I, I I forgot to write down here. Uh-huh. Esto Rosa like flexes his back and Bond just explodes. Oh, just explodes. <laughs> fucking explodes
0: into nothing. Just pops like a balloon. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh fuck.
1: Yeah. So he, he clearly seems to be like the, if not the, I think he's the strongest commandment that like, we've he, seen. He
0: definitely hangs some serious dong.
1: Yeah, because he made quick work of Bond. Obviously killed Meliottis, oh, yeah. quote unquote. Of course. Oh yeah. Um. So Elizabeth, like I said, she's approaching Meliodas's lifeless body. Um. And then we kind of get this mid-episode break, and it seems like it's like a a little bit of a flash forward. Um, some time has passed. Elizabeth has gone, and she's actually healed up the two kids of Zappa or Matrona's stepkids. Mm-hmm. We 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 flash forward. Elizabeth's healing those two kids, and it seems like. Yeah. The, it's like the rest of the commandments have actually like split up and like the various other soldiers who were there, like the samurai guy. Um, and they're kind of taking out these random demons because obviously the Ten Commandments are trying to take over all of Britannia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually get to see that samurai guy in action. Uh, his name is Nanashi.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he, he beats the shit out of this gray demon.
1: Yeah, and he's actually helping uh, King Arthur.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then a, a random info dump that he tells Arthur is that the cat thing that's with Arthur that he got from training
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is actually preventing King Arthur from being able to die. Um, That's
0: pretty cool. So he's like a, you know, like a dime store bond, kind of.
1: Yeah, so we'll put a pin in that one because that'll probably come up maybe in Season 4. I don't know. I haven't seen Season 4. So, uh... Anyhow, uh, Denzel has placed Gother in prison for being suspected of being a Ten Commandment. Uh, Elaine obviously has vanished because of Melascula being air quotes, killed by Bond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh. <laughs> and then we see Fraudrin is using Townsfolk to help him collect souls.
0: Yeah, because we actually get to see the uh, the weird fangs again. We get to see them with uh without their armor.
1: Yeah, our old pal Golgius, uh, who I actually... Yeah,
0: Golgius and uh, Frisia or whatever. Fr- Frisia and, uh, I forget the third one.
1: Yeah, I can't remember all of them. Um, but Golgius, we get to see, uh, he's like attacked in the forest of white dreams uh-huh.
0: and the forest of white noise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause we're back there for some reason. Uh, yeah. and then he wakes up and he's in the boar's hat. Uh, and that's where this episode ends. So this episode, the first half, obviously a whole lot of action. Second half, it's just like,
0: yeah. And it's so weird, right? Cause like, uh, like this happened really quickly. Like I understand Meliodas getting defeated, but now like the townsfolk are already like, Oh, if we don't, turn everybody in. These guys are going to kill us. Um, like, how Like how much time has passed? Yeah. I mean, they've made quick work of telling people what to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of unknown, uh, at least as far as I know, how much time has passed. And it like you usually say, like, we're moving at a breakneck speed here. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's pretty fast. It's and like, I, all right,
1: Elizabeth heals the kids. Here's Nanashi. He's a samurai. Arthur can't yeah. die because he's got this magical cat.
0: <laughs> I, I actually had to rewind it, like, back to, like, where... Meliodas was getting stabbed by, um, uh... Esker- Esterosa. Esterosa. Esterosa, yeah. I-, I keep wanting to say Escanor, but I know that's not right. But, like, and I'm like, okay, so I didn't miss anything. This... We just switched to a new thing.
1: Yeah, we're... I mean, we're... <laughs> there's a lot going on. And then we get... Golgias comes back. I had to look up who Golgias even was. I'm like, who? And then they said the weird <laughs> fangs, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. But, uh... Yep. Yeah, so he wakes up in the boar's hat... Now we're going right into the next episode. Um, He kind of comes downstairs and sees Elizabeth and Hawk.
0: Yep. Which is kind of cool, right? Like I I like seeing. I kind of like moments where like villains kind of have like a semi like redemption moment. This was funny, right? Because like Elizabeth cook her cooking sucks too. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But they reveal Hawk and Elizabeth reveal that they only saved him to help him. Like they don't really have an actual reason. It's kind of just like.
0: And he's even like, don't fucking say that you're here to help me. And they're like, oh, we're here to help you. And he's like, God damn it.
1: Yeah, so he thanks them. And then he he heads off on his ways and we don't see him again. Yep. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Very. uh, I I don't even understand. I'm sure he'll come back in the future, I I imagine. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's just getting us from point A to point B we get to see that Meliodas's body is actually still in a bed and up in the boar's hat and Elizabeth's obviously I, I don't know if it's almost like how Elaine like how her body was at the um the sacred tree mm-hmm. like Meliodas's body is just there it's not decomposing or anything
0: yeah it's just which I mean, that that was my first thought i was like this guy's got to be stinking at
1: this point <laughs> yeah, like but he looks better than he looked in the when yeah. he was when he was fighting
0: but what? hold on, Cody. We get a we get another visitor here to the Boar's Hat Inn.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard you take a big fucking swig yeah, for that. Yeah, I had to
1: take a swig for this one. Um, a strange knight enters the tavern, and it almost seems like, kind of like when Elizabeth first entered the tavern way back in the first episode. Mm-hmm. But, Chris, this guy takes off his helmet. Turns out it's Grandmaster Zaratros.
0: God! Why, Fucking why? Like, him being dead was, like, the driving force to, like, the entire show. But go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, the guy that was supposed to be dead ten years ago, if you're keeping up on this convoluted timeline, turns out he's still alive. Um, and he reveals he was poisoned by a pie? <laughs> I don't know why, but he was poisoned, Sounds great. poisoned by a pie. Uh, I don't think that's how he got strung up by Hendrickson, but, well, you know, whatever. He reveals that he's been somehow resurrected. They kind of wonder, like, maybe... It, like, in my head, I was like, maybe it was because of Melascula's power, because she was reviving dead people earlier. Uh-huh. Um, but, nevertheless, he's he's back. Um, Elizabeth reveals to him that... all right, she, she shows him Meliodas' body um
0: <laughs> yeah and, and and by the way like fuck that fuck that whole thing <laughs> like that whole fucking thing dude i was so mad i was so mad it's like why why did any of this even fucking matter because of this shit whatever whatever go ahead yeah continue
1: yeah uh turns out Zaratros has this special cream thing that he wipes on Meliodas, and then him elizabeth and hawk hold hands and they're teleported into Meliodas's memories um yeah my hand's shaking right now (laughs) so that's going on uh then we get the post credit scene or no no I'm sorry not the post credit scene we see a scene from Meliodas's past of him carrying baby Elizabeth
0: yeah see they brought they brought me right back with this by the way
1: yeah (laughs) Um, and then, it, like Meliodas is super like protective of this of this little girl. Um, and then we kind of flash to another scene. We're going through like, like, um, like Meliodas is just some memories from his past. We see the king of Leonis wants to adopt Elizabeth. Uh, and Meliodas actually agrees as long as the king will hire Meliodas. Um, so we kind of see how Meliodas came to be hired by the kingdom,
0: which is kind of creepy in a little bit in a little way. Oh, um, oh, it's
1: we're gonna get we're entering Creepsville here in a second. Oh, dude! Because Meliodas is appointed to Elizabeth when she was a child, um,
0: so. and he's just fucking face planning right in her right in her fucking private regions, right in her no no square.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> As an
0: adult, mind you, but still, like that's just that's just weird.
1: Yeah, it's like you're. Guarding this baby that's her whole life, and then you're like, you're a total pervert, too. I,
0: yeah, that, that's just weird to me. Like, that's that's like total, like, sister feels right. Yeah, that's this so isn't
1: weird. this isn't like a funny, like, funny topic. Like, like all, all the moments with him and Elizabeth have been like kind of funny and like obviously annoying with the fan service, but like now it's like, okay, this is Ugh. fucking gross. Like, yeah, like this is not a, 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 like. It makes me. And in- they
0: keep happening, and they keep happening after this. God yeah. damn it! Why? It,
1: it makes me like really enjoy the show like less and less. Um,
0: yeah, it, it's pretty cringeworthy.
1: But anyhow, uh, the king has this omen that Merlin and Meliodas need to gather these sins and stop the commandments. I guess the king saw this in his head. Mm-hmm. Um. Which he he has these like. What, what are they called? It's not an omen but like where he can see like the future basically oh like a premonition yeah like a premonition um mm-hmm. and then it's kind of revealed that Meliodas has this curse that won't allow him to die um and then we kind of flash back to present time elizabeth believes that Meliodas will come back um and then we flash to Meliodas, and it turns out he's in purgatory yep. and he's talking with this like mysterious voice um that apparently I can't remember if it said it created the ten commandments. I yep. think it did. Um which is interesting. Uh then we flash back to Leonis, which is actually being attacked by the ten commandments like in present time, of course. Um Yep. And we get to see our boy Escanor, Escanor face off against Estorosa.
0: Yeah, because like what happens is like Estorosa like his power stops pretty much like everybody else can't attack.
1: Yeah, it's like anybody that has hatred in their hearts or something like that. And, Escanor- and then,
0: fuck yeah, like you just said, boy, Escanor, fucking solid gold, fucking big dick daddy just comes out like, yo, I've only got, p- I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, dude. Yeah, this whole season, it.
1: it's like a whole way too much information being dumped, and then we're just like trying to get to the next Escanor fight, pretty much. Like, pretty
0: dude, that that is literally what I'm living for now. Like yeah. I want to just see Escanor come out and give somebody the Hulk Hogan point, you
1: brother. <laughs> yeah, the whole storyline is pretty much just a joke at this point. I'm just waiting for the next Escanor fight, which obviously now we, we've arrived at that.
0: Um, oh man, we have, and this is where uh, we go right into episode 22, right?
1: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, so we got Escanor and Est. Man, it's gonna be tough es- to get these Escanor names.
0: Escanor and Esterosa.
1: Rosa and Nor are fighting. Uh, <laughs> and. Turns out Esterosa has the same ability as Meliodas, like the full counter. Yeah, with the full
0: counter. Yeah, I saw that, and I thought that was really... So maybe... Because, like, even going back to when Esterosa, like, stabbed Meliodas, like, he said, you're my brother. Maybe they fucking are. Maybe they actually are brothers. Like, real-ass brothers.
1: Yeah, it's kind of confusing, and we won't actually get any answers, I don't think, for the rest of this. Um, But anyhow, they're landing back, like, they're landing... Huge blows on each other You think one might have the upper hand And then boom Escanor comes back Hits him with a cruel sun attack Which is which is
0: like melting everybody behind him They're like yo dude yeah. fuck
1: Yeah he's like nearly killing like Hauser and Gil Thunder. Uh And like he hits him into the lake And the lake like evaporates
0: Oh my god dude And like even Esteroza's like holy shit Like who the fuck he, I think he even says who is this guy
1: <laughs> Yeah and uh Estarosa like he appears to have like have like the upper hand again um but then Eskinor's I like fucking no fucking I, I call the shots here and hits him with another huge like cruel sun attack and Zeldris that's his name the red Zeldrus. that's yeah. the red armored Meliodas wannabe guy um he tries to like brace the impact of Esterosa oh,
0: and he and, gets fucking flyballed yeah, they, out with him
1: <laughs> yeah they both just get fucking yeeted <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, then we get uh, a scene where like Gil Thunder, Hauser, and then Gilfrost, who is who was the strange mage, who was teleporting uh-huh. everybody earlier. They're trying to like get the civilians to per, like to safety.
0: But and not then... when fucking Dariariere <laughs> and uh, I forget the, who's the other guy with the with like the mustache and the, oh
1: uh, Monspeed?
0: Yeah, old fucking my old fucking Manfeet.
1: Yeah, these my like old... <laughs> they're like they're like trying to get these. Citizens to safety, and like these citizens just start shanking uh, Marmus, who's another character, and Goose, yeah! uh, Gustav Jericho's brother. They just have like knives. Dude, they get
0: fucking ozed so <laughs> fast.
1: Yeah, and then like you said, uh, Montspet and Derrieri, uh show up, and they reveal that the citizens are actually being controlled by Zeltrus's commandment. Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Well, but then hold on, like we're we're not done yet. Fucking you know things are looking grim Old fucking captain denzel comes yeah. out of nowhere
1: yeah and he pulls out this ability out of nowhere um
0: he harnesses <laughs> the power of titties
1: yeah he summons
0: a goddess N- Nero- he summons like Nero- someone from the
1: narobasta lady narobasta yeah. who is a she's remember? like a
0: like a lieutenant or something like a like a mid yeah. a mid-level goddess
1: yeah and she's been residing in denzel's blade um and she actually, like, is kind of pissed off at first. She's like, Oh, oh you re- you revived me <laughs> to, to fight these tank Commandments?
0: <laughs> She's like, Fuck off. She just pieces out. But, like, I thought it was so crazy. I was like, Okay, cool. It's a goddess. But then it's like, This appar- It was like just a, just a reason to show us big anime titties.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: But I, I did think it was funny. She was like, I decline. And just rolls the fuck out.
1: Yeah, but Derriere uh, actually attacks her. Um, mm hmm. And so oh, th- those man. those two begin to fight, um, and, and
0: Derriere just beats the <laughs> shit out of her. Yeah, you
1: think it's gonna be like, okay, this should, this could be a good fight, and then Derriere but, just nope, cuts nope. Nero Basta slash Denzel in half. Um, oh,
0: dude, so just like with like the like, the power of her backhand, <laughs> yeah. just fucking cleaved him. It was so great.
1: Yeah, and then I'm gonna put that in quotes that that killed him. Um, God damn it, because yeah. it seems like it did kill him, but I feel um, like. He summoned this like Nero boss that we get this new character, all this stuff, and if he just dies yeah. like that, I, well, I, and also
0: too, and what, what he even said he sacrificed his life just to, to have the goddess like take over his body.
1: Yeah, um, so he he's quote unquote dead. Um,
0: uh-huh.
1: But anyhow, then we flash over to Elizabeth and Zaratros and Hawk, and they're on their way to Leonis. Um, obviously, traveling with Hawk's mom and the Boar's Head.
0: Oh, by the way. Didn't we did did the part already No no we're getting to that now. Where uh Derriere just fucking you don't lay a finger on Hawk's mom, my dude. <laughs> yeah. I was so I was so angry. I I was I was like an old man cussing at the TV. I was so mad. You don't lay a finger on Hawk's mom.
1: Yeah, and Hawk's mom actually gets to kill a gray and a red demon here. Uh which is <sighs> kinda of, kind of exciting. Uh Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, Derrieri and Monspeed arrive. Derriere lands a blow and drops Hawk's mom, destroying the oh, Boys' Head Tavern. Man.
0: So mad, so uh, mad. But Hawk gets him a Hawk gets him a piece of uh, a little red demon.
1: Yeah, turns into his little demon piglet yes. form. Uh, <laughs> and then we get to see Elizabeth use some some like offensive magic, I think, for the first time here.
0: Which I thought was cool. Here, um, she. I, I didn't notice this until um when denzel got possessed by the goddess his eyes had the same shape as what was in um elizabeth's eye that we don't see mm-hmm. like that kind of
1: yeah i think three bo-
0: like twisted peace symbol looking thing
1: yeah i think it's something with like the druids i think they have that yep where their eyes change um
0: mm-hmm. but
1: yeah she like destroys one of derriere's arms Mm-hmm. Um, and then before Dariery can land, God, I hate that name. Um, <laughs>
0: Dariery, eriery, Yeah,
1: before she she goes to strike Elizabeth and uh, gets cold cocked by a a familiar a familiar person, Chris.
0: Hey, look who it is! It's the hero. God, he's alive!
1: <laughs> it's the hero well, of but, the story, Meliodas. But but I,
0: but I thought if you stabbed all seven of a person's hearts, they just uh, you know whatever, fuck it.
1: Right? Yeah. Uh, right. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Anyhow, that's where that episode ends. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Now um, we go into episode twenty-three. Uh, Elizabeth tells Meliodas that she's seen like some scenes from his past, mm-hmm. uh, like knowing that he's basically like been her guardian since she was a child, which instantly goes right into a fan service moment, uh,
0: which is still. Super fucking creepy, even more so now. It's yeah. just like, whatever. It's
1: like, yeah, this is bad. Um, like, it's just not good. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyhow, Meliodas is surprised to see Zaratros is alive. Vice versa, they're like, how are we still alive? Yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Uh, and then area attacks and gets hit with a nice full counter. Uh, meanwhile, our boy Froudrin, a.k.a. Fake Dreyfus... Mm-hmm. and and gray road have captured many of the people in the castle like they got jericho they have zeal um and hey,
0: gray road's actually a really cool demon like yeah. i actually it might gray road might actually be my favorite of the 10 commandments
1: yeah he's got them in like these egg things and like if they hatch they're going to become like these sort of demons yeah looking. they're like
0: incubating it's like some old alien face hugger shit going on
1: yeah and uh and they're kind of threatening everybody else that's in the castle. And I mean, this we're talking Gilthunder, Hauser, Griamore, Hendrickson, pretty much everybody. Like all the ladies of the Azure Sky. Like yep, the hard, then, like, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, everybody's there. That's
0: right, the, the, all the teams are here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh, uh, this is where we actually get to see um, Gray, uh, Gray Road's power. Because yeah. um, our man, old fucking, old old fucking Donga Donga Bobo, whatever his fucking name is. get <laughs> <Toe ghetto. laughs> Yeah, he tries to, <laughs> I like Donga Donga Bobo better. It sounds like a Jojo <laughs> character too. But like, comes out and like tries to, um, like kills one of them. Because what happens is like two of the people get like turned into like, like, just two randos from the castle get turned into fucking the demon hybrid things. Well, he kills one of them and immediately just gets sucked of, like, all, like, the life he had left. Like, we see him start to, like, wither and turn into, like, an old, frail man. Like some like some Indiana Jones Last Crusade bullshit here going on. Yeah. And he just drops dead.
1: And I think Gustav does, too, right? I think Gustav um, attacks the other one.
0: No, Gustav or... actually dies from his stab wound.
1: Okay, okay. I just have Gustav and Dogetto die. Uh, yeah, and...
0: Gu- yeah, Gustav dies from his stab wound because he's, like, on Bond's back the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, um... Grey Road like drops the egg that has Jericho in it, and like Gustav uses like the rest of his power to try to freeze the egg to stop it from um, That's right, that's incubating. right.
1: That's right, that's right. Okay.
0: And then fucking the the broken glass hits and fucking Merlin
1: <laughs> Yeah, Merlin comes back to help. Um we also see the strange mage guy Gilfrost. Oh this uh, bitch. Turns out Gilfrost is actually Vivian. Fuck uh,
0: God, that's Vivian.
1: Yeah, Merlin's a little apprentice who's obsessed with Gil Thunder. The and fucking, she she the fucking blonde rattlesnake <laughs> yeah. she teleports her, her and herself and guilt under her way
0: you no know, because uh, that's right because um uh margaret's like uh you know I, i'll be fine as long as i'm here with you <laughs> it's like nah bitch a yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> whole lot of shit going on here uh <laughs> but yep merlin comes back uh
0: and then we get right back into the fucking weird here with Merlin. By the way,
1: yeah, she reveals her magic ability to be infinity, which is protecting her from Gray Road's commandment ability.
0: And her father's name is like blah 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 blah, <laughs> yeah. blah or that's I, her name. Blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. she's
1: the daughter of Beluine, which freaks out uh, Fraudren and Gray Road, like terrifies them. Yeah, that she's the daughter of Beluine, and then she says, her true name is like blah
0: blah 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 blah."
1: Right, it's something that's actually. Yeah, e- <laughs>
0: It's it's like a Cthulhu type thing, right? Like that you always read like in all like the Lovecraftian things, like the name Cthulhu like can't actually be pronounced by human tongue. So in this case, we get blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but fine, but whatever. That, that clearly everybody is something else. That
1: clearly scares the other two. Um, so they try to escape. Uh, Merlin actually captures Gray Road and like bottles him up in like a little test tube.
0: For like her experiments, which I think is kind of funny. And I like I actually like how Grey Road was like a bunch of little things like fused together. I thought that was pretty cool too.
1: Yeah. And then uh Henderson catch up catches up with Fraudren, aka Imposter Dreyfus. Yep. They're surprised to see that Zaratros arrives to help. And even uh half Aren't de- we all? half demon Piglet Hawk.
0: Yeah. Um, was just kind of like nyang, 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 like the whole time just like saying like buzzing essentially.
1: Yeah. So they fight a little bit and then Fraudrin or I'm sorry Zaratros ends up sacrificing himself to free Dreyfus from Fraudrin like, Dreyf- like the real Dreyfus from Yeah. Or I guess to pull Fraudrin out of Dreyfus Yeah. That makes more
0: sense. Which is, it's, which is kind of cool right? But like at the same time it's like I don't want Zaratros to be alive. Like why can't Hendrickson do this? right right like this is this was literally like okay like by the way like Hendrickson has become for like went from major villain to like fucking not even like a vegeta level side character he's like a yamcha level side (laughs) character at this point and it's like like why could like why does artros need to be alive like this literally could have been Hendrickson's moment right like Hendrickson could have done something maybe you know maybe sacrificed himself to pull Yeah why you not know? why
1: not have Hendrickson sacrifice himself and then have right. Dreyfus come back and like realize what's going on and then fight uh for Yeah
0: out there. and like have that moment where it's like oh shit Hendrickson you know they can have their bonding moment like their final bonding moment together and then that'll give like that would give a uh, um fucking um I, I just forgot his name I've been throwing so many names Dreyfus. around dreyfus like that gives dreyfus like the fuel to fucking like right you know yeah, be the yeah. awesome dad then like fight the d de- you know what i mean like there's there a lot there that could have happened they just went with like the bullshit road
1: yeah definitely uh definitely poorly written here um yeah but anyhow dreyfus uh recovers we see fraudren's true form is like this giant purple demon fucking thing. grimace um and dreyfus lands his big attack it seems like fraudren's dead uh he reunites with Grimor, his son, who's obviously in, like, his child form still. Um, mm-hmm. Gets to hang out with Hendrickson and see Zaratros before he disappears. Yep. Um, and when the smoke clears, turns out Frougen is still alive and is now full-size. So, you know.
0: From, from fun-size <laughs> Snickers to full-size Yeah, he's Snickers. got
1: king-size. Yep. Um Then Meliodas, of course, arrives. So everybody... No one's dead. Everybody's alive.
0: Because didn't Meliodas, like back when he was fighting old fucking derriere and old fucking Mopfeet, whatever his name is <laughs> um he like he pretty much killed them both with Mopfeet's own attack because they were like trying to do this oh you'll distract him and then you'll blast me with your fire and meliodas is like nah you're yep. both dead
1: um so he attacks fraudrin and then we're going in episode 24 um fraudrin's like trembling at, at meliodas because um, meliodas seems like very dark um at first, he attacks him with, like, just a clone. And the clone has, like, 30,000 power, and Meliodas is at 60,000 power, if you still got your scouters on. Um, uh, but he's whipping his ass. And, uh, then we, we flash back to 3,000 years, we get to see a little bit, a little tiny scene of, like, when Gother was in the Commandments talking with Fraudrin. And they talk about Meliodas, be- when Mel like, excuse me, Meliodas' betrayal. Um... And we get to see a, just the, the bodies of the two commandments that he killed. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's an interesting little scene. Uh, then Meliodas reveals that Fraudrin actually never received a commandment and is actually just a substitute, kind of like yep. how Fraudrin is for, or, um, bleh, that is, that is Fraudrin, I'm sorry.
0: Yep. But like we're also seeing like these scenes where like it shows Gothor in like a different outfit, and I'm like, okay, so Gother actually is a.
1: Is a former Ten Commandment, definitely. Yeah. Um, And then we get this super weird scene where, like, little baby Grimor runs to Frowdren.
0: God damn it. And, and like... Because, like, Frowdren this whole time is, like... Like, he, it's almost like he's having memories of raising Greymore, which I guess I can kind of understand because he had to, like, play that part for so long.
1: Yeah, he was playing, like, the role of Dreyfus for the last ten years.
0: Yeah, so, I mean that part I can completely understand but like yeah. it's a little too hammed up here
1: yeah Grimor is like begging Fraudin to like stop hurting people and like surprisingly no. enough it actually works like he's like okay I'll <laughs> stop being an evil guy and then he turns to Meliodas and goes hey Ham- can you will you kill me
0: <laughs> and he just fucking uppercuts him into pieces
1: yeah um
0: like doesn't even think twice about it like he just has a, like a weird like deathly smirk on his face and just <clears throat> to the moon
1: yeah and then we see our old boy hawk has recovered and he's back to normal
0: yep because apparently after he whenever he eats something he takes that form until he poops yeah make making hawk i lie making hawk my favorite character because his powers are dictated by his poop um <laughs> you know that, that that's the superpower i'd have
1: it's perfect um yes. <laughs> we see escanor reunite with Merlin for a brief moment. Um,
0: Which is nice. He's fucking giving her the old tub massage. You gotta love it.
1: And surprisingly enough, this seems like... I don't know. It seems like a a rather lackluster fight to end the season on. Um,
0: Very much so. Um,
1: Compared to, like, the eight-episode trek we had with Hendrickson in season one.
0: Yeah, because, like, pretty much, like, the way this thing ends, it just kind of has, like, this... Well, you know, it goes through, like, oh, who's still alive and who's where from the Ten Commandments. Then, like, jericho like jericho has a moment where she's like oh i'm so stupid to have fallen for bond and then like she's having like a fit and then all of a sudden she realizes she has gustav's power
1: yeah so like to recap we got a big recap here basically um they've defeated fraudrin and they're kind of like they got like a moment's reprieve for now like we're safe for now we can kind of like gather up the remaining troops and like devise a new plan um
0: yep Hendrickson and Dreyfus get to kind of have their their reuniting moment, which is fine. Again, I'm 100% fine with that.
1: Yeah. It's just a, a less eventful fight at the end of the season. Very yeah. much so. But Bond, Bond clearly can tell that something's off with Meliodas. Like, he seems more evil. No. Um,
0: but also, Bond is back. Uh, you know, Bond was back in this section uh, working at the uh, Boar's head in before it was, or the Boar's hat in before it was uh, destroyed. Because I know uh, Hawk earlier in the episode was really excited to have those scraps.
1: And uh, Merlin gives us some context About how Meliodas will always come back When he dies So kind of just giving us some more information And like he's losing his emotions Each time he comes back Yep We get a funeral for Marmus Who was the the knight that was Kind of never really introduced But he was a holy knight that died
0: Yeah. He was like the the portly one The circular one
1: Yeah Old boy Denzel is actually dead Dogetto is actually dead And Gustav, Jericho's brother um, Yep and I think they're—they are actually dead.
0: Yeah. And at they, least I really,
1: really hope they're dead. Like,
0: <laughs> please
1: be dead. <laughs> um. And I think Zaratros is dead because he like disappeared. Um, yep. But then we see Meliodas. He's having like a toast for avenging Liz, and he's like camped out at the remains of the Boar's Hat because
0: this—this was a cool moment. Actually, I really like. This was a nice little like heartfelt moment here.
1: Yeah, Elizabeth kind of rolls up and uh they're having their self a little chat and Meliodas kind of gets emotional cuz he's scared of turning into like the evil like demon guy he was in the past. Um, yeah, he has like
0: a breakdown here, which is kind of kind of a, a nice like it's a nice vulnerable moment for him cuz like, like we never see him like this. It's always either like I'm going to kick your ass or I'm just going to grab these titties. <laughs> but now we see like a super like vulnerable side of him, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, like, he's still a total creepy pervert guy, but, um, yeah. Uh, and then we flashed uh, Hauser, who wakes up the next day, and uh, he's planning to go out and help rebuild the city of Leonis and, like, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It turns out Merlin and Escanor have already re- rebuilt the entire town, and everything's back to normal.
0: Mm-hmm. With the exception of, like, pretty much all the, the people that were still under, um... There's people that were still under, uh, not... <sighs>
1: Red-haired, or, red-armored guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, they're, like, and so he's pretty much enslaved a bunch of people, and they're, like, in Camelot or something like that.
1: Yeah, Zildras or... Is that his name? Zildrus.
0: Uh, Zeldris, yep. But also, too, Cody, your favorite, uh, Bond reveals that Elaine is still not dead.
1: Yeah, because Malascula is still not dead. Um... <sighs> it is Zeldris was the name, by the way. Okay.
0: Yep. Um... Yeah. And this is where you see that pretty much uh like the only ones that seem to be dead are Eri, Ariari and old Mopfeet. And obviously and uh um Gallad.
1: Galland or whatever. Galland, Galland, yeah. Yeah. Um and even then I don't know who's dead. I, I...
0: Exactly. Well Galland was just turned to stone. So I mean, he could easily be revived, right?
1: Yeah. And wasn't have have they even explained how Merlin is back, like, fully back? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, they explained that briefly when she, like, popped back. I'm like, oh, Merlin, how do you have your body? I oh, don't worry about it, Infinity.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, then we see a moment with Hendrickson and Dreyfus, um, mm-hmm. and he tells them that Graham Moore is going to be turned back to normal once he receives a kiss from the one that he loves, and then, uh, we actually flash immediately over to that scene where Veronica gives- Oh my
0: god, this was so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, gives him, like, a kiss on the forehead.
0: And then she is just straight fucking dong down, like just face to face with the old fucking big dick. Graham
1: <laughs> and Gila hops in and fucking <laughs> attacks because she she tosses doesn't. him out. The yeah, floor. she just hears Veronica scream and goes in to help. Um, and then so the, funny. Our crew kind of kind of all gathers up and they're kind of trying to figure out what their next plan is going to be. Um, we know that Merlin says that holy knights and civilians under their zildrises control the guy from the ten commandments have fled south um door uh, camelot yep
0: um And then pretty much all the sins need to stick together
1: yeah merlin reveals like the remaining sin or the remaining commandments that are left so we have zeldris we have Estorosa, malat mm-hmm. Mila- malascula is somehow still alive gloxenia is alive droll is and alive droll. and i think and that's, that's it i think that's it um, obviously, Galland is just turned to stone, so we never know he could come back.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then Ariere and old Mopfeet got killed, presumably killed by Meliodas.
1: I think they're actually dead, but I don't know. Anything goes in this show.
0: Pretty much, the all bets are off. Uh,
1: and then, like you said earlier, Jericho, she's kind of beating herself up. She's she's like slashing the water, um, kind of blaming herself, because uh, her and her brother never really had like a real like conversation they've just been i guess i yep. always kind of like kind of like butted heads but it seems that she has this power to free stuff like gustav had
0: yep so it's almost like she's inherited his power so like it's nice to see jericho actually get like a really cool ability now because she never really had anything without the monster power
1: mm-hmm. Uh and so. then they release gother from prison um they're still like they're still suspicious of him because obviously he was a former Ten Commandment, um. And then we get to see, finally, Deanne and King and Matrona. They they have gone to the Fairy King's forest um, just for safety. Um, and, yeah, that's where our characters are currently at. Meliodas has his little final line where he says, like, the next time they're going to get all the sins together. Um, yep. And that's where Season 3 pretty much comes to an end. That's
0: the end of Season 3. a very lackluster but clean ending, I would say, um... Overall, Cody, not my favorite. Um, Like, I've become attached to these characters, so watching it wasn't a chore, but, like, I feel like they were just really trying to slap so much narrative together. It was too much.
1: Yeah, dude, I have, like, 15 pages of notes I flipped through just reading those. Um,
0: Yeah, it was too much. uh, Way,
1: way too much. Way too many characters that are supposed to be dead that aren't dying, that are coming back to life. Yeah. Way too many names. Like, the longest names I've ever read in my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's... Like, don't get me wrong. I love the lore that they've put together here. But, like, don't... Don't try to cram it all together. Like, let me... Let me process the shit you've just thrown at me before you throw a hundred more characters and lore and times at me. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like... As far as I know, before this, there was ten years ago and three thousand years ago. But then, like Fraugren's talking to Meliodas, talking about sixteen years ago, and I'm like, yeah. wait.
0: It's, it's like okay. these guys always were doing stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, a lot it's, of, a lot of stuff going on. Um,
0: I don't know. Um, now and I, then. So, no, go I, ahead, please.
1: I definitely enjoyed this first season much more than anything we've seen since then.
0: Yeah, the the first season I think is taught is. Pretty, pretty, like, timeless. Like, the first season on its own merits, I think, is just a good enough show. Um, Now, granted, the only thing that would make the first season better is if fucking Escanor was in it. Because that guy, like, here's the thing. Like, I flock the characters like Escanor because they're like the Alex Louise Armstrong type character. Mm -hmm. So, like, I always like those type of characters. And, like, Escanor is no different. So, like, I agree with, you know, your assessment earlier. I'm just waiting for the next Escanor fight. That's kind of where I'm at.
1: Yeah, like, he introduced, like, the coolest character in the show, and then, like, like, he has, has, like, a sweet fight, and then it's just, like, terminology dump, flashbacks, flash-forwards, all this stuff, and then it's, like, oh, Escanor fight, and it's, like, yeah, back into it, alright, let's go. Back,
0: and then it's, like, more diatribe, oh, fuck, Escanor, (laughs) there he is.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Overall, though, the thing I'm most disappointed in is that Zarathust is alive, and now he's dead again, but, like... It's just because so that was fucking stupid. Yeah, it's just stupid. Like that was man. the fuel. Yeah, this is why the sins got framed, and it's like, how is he still alive? Like, uh, there's yeah. still so many questions that need to be answered, and we won't find out, I guess, until season four.
0: Indeed, uh, but before we start season four, we have a movie to watch.
1: Yeah, we got the movie. I can't remember the little subtitle that goes along with it. Um, oh,
0: I can't wait! I can't wait. As long as I get a badass Escanor fight, I don't give a fuck what happens in this movie.
1: Yeah, so that, that'll that be what we cover on our next episode. Um, but, mm-hmm. Chris, before we wrap up today, we actually do have a question.
0: Oh, I love questions.
1: Uh, oh, and that movie is called Seven Deadly Sins, the movie Prisoners of the Sky. Uh, just if anybody's wondering. So,
0: <laughs>
1: Prisoners of the Sky. Seven, de-
0: seven Deadly Sins, Escanor's big fuck. That's what I want. <laughs> That's all I needed to be.
1: And actually, Chris, our question brings up Escanor. Uh comes from uh-huh. our, comes from our old buddy Josh Gardner.
0: Uh, old oh, Josh Gardner,
1: my pal. Our, of course, our favorite listener, our, our OG, oh, our OG listener. Um, Love him. And he asks us, "Who do you guys think is stronger between Escanor and Meliodas?"
0: Um, I okay. I feel like Escanor is the character that's actually stronger, but meliotis has that like well i can't die or i'm not going to give up so i it'll, it'll eventually be like a war of attrition if they were to fight but i think eskanor i think eskanor is you know what you mentioned hulk earlier i feel like eskanor is a character that has like a power that you don't really know its limits but i feel like the more powerful he becomes he becomes the more unstable he becomes so i don't know but i'll gets my my vote in this fight
1: yeah i i agree um I know we we talked, like, how Meliodas, like, he's always going to keep getting brought back, but Escanor can still win that fight. Oh. And then, sure, Meli- the Meliodas one, too, can take guys. however many months he wants off being dead in purgatory, and then when he comes back, Escanor's just going to... Go fucking slap re- the <laughs> cheeks, baby. Yeah, he'll be recovered, too. Um, mm. So, yeah, I definitely think Escanor... And even Meliodas admits that he's stronger than uh, than himself, like, that Escanor is more powerful. Um, so, anybody that can acknowledge that, I think... Like, he knows his place. He knows that Eskinor has the, the higher power level. Um,
0: yeah, Eskinor is just a fucking, just just a, just, he's just riding around in a one-seater ass-beater, <laughs> and he is just, you step in his way, he's just gonna let you fucking have it.
1: Now, Chris, if the sun's down, then Meliodas obviously takes the cake.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, if the sun's down, he, you better get your ass, like, behind your bar and into your fucking vault or whatever, because <laughs> Meliodas is coming for you. But, yes.
1: But yeah, I, I definitely look forward to the movie. I've only seen the movie once, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, and then obviously after that, we're gonna dive into season four. Um, yeah, that'll
0: that'll have us all caught up. And like, here's the thing, right? Even though season three wasn't my favorite, I still didn't dislike it because I become again. I have become attached to these characters. I like fleshing out the story we've seen before. But like there are some things like that we again, we didn't need Zaratros to be alive. I, I think that's a wasted moment. Like you're you're literally turning Hendrickson into Yamcha when like he literally was just beating the shit out of everybody like a month ago. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with all that. Um But yeah. yeah we'll, ta- weird. we'll just have to see what happens. Uh I hate to compare Hendrickson to the Yamcha, but I love Yamcha so I don't know. <laughs> oh, fair,
0: enough. fair enough. But we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited to, you know, get caught up. And then uh, I guess the the poll will be out next week for what we watch next, huh?
1: Uh, we got one more season of this.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. So two more episodes. Yeah, we're so gonna we'll break that down into two parts.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, we might end up having, I don't know how many more.
0: okay. I also wouldn't hate if we just. Uh,
1: I think we're going to throw a movie in there. Uh, just so we just so we don't get too too burnt out on the seven deadly sins
0: i'm fine with that you know i love movies
1: yeah so um what we'll do the next episode we release will definitely be the seven deadly sins movie um Mm -hmm. and then we'll probably throw in like a whatever movie you decide uh that you'd like to watch that we can
0: oh i get to pick oh Oh, man i get to pick uh so with that being said i chose last time so (laughs) that's fair um I, I have a few i would love to watch but also listeners if you have suggestions i'm very, i'm very impressionable i'm open to suggestions so if you got something throw it my way
1: yeah and when, when we make this post go live we'll have i know chris you like to spice up the post so just oh i'll have you add that in like at the bottom yeah. like hey give us some movie suggestions and we'll choose one yeah. of those and uh just because we don't want you guys to get burnt out on seven deadly sins um you can tell, so by, our, yeah, you can tell by our was close yeah you can tell by our reaction yeah yeah it's 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 a rough one um but, but you the know characters
0: are so great yeah. i like the characters
1: Eskinor and bond are the ones keeping Eskinor and i should say Eskinor king and bond are the ones that i'm i care about everybody else yeah. had, i could care less
0: yeah Eskinor and his axe are what's keeping me invested yeah definitely Nah. Uh, Eskinor is great Uh, I I still really like the characters I like Gil Thunder I like King Arthur like I like these characters um they're just they're just put in real dumb situations and not like funny dumb but like dumb dumb situations so we'll see what happens let's see if they can turn it around in season 4
1: definitely um so yeah guys like I said if you want to keep up with us we're going to be watching Seven Deadly Sins the movie Prisoners of the Sky it is also available on Netflix um and then so if you guys watch along with us. Yeah, definitely, please do. And then if you guys want to follow us on Twitter to keep up with our polls, it's at shonen and. I always say shonen and suds, but it, our at is actually shonen and. There is no suds at the end. Uh, okay. I guess Twitter cut me off when I made that, so fucking Twitter. Damn them. Uh, and then you guys can like us on Facebook, also at shonen and suds. And uh, follow us on Podbean. Uh, we got another new follower this month, so we appreciate you guys.
0: Awesome! Thank you.
1: Going there and giving us a follow. If you guys want to leave us an iTunes review, we will read that on the show, good or bad. Yeah. We don't care. Uh, it just helps us kind of get to the front page of like the anime podcast. So every that's what I want. yeah, every little bit helps. Um, yeah, Chris, that's all I got for this episode.
0: Yeah, that's all I got, man. I'm ready to. Um, I'm just ready to move on. I'm ready to you know see more. Uh, I want more Escanor. Give me more Escanor, give me more Escanor, give me more Escanor. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, we'll definitely get some. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So we'll see you guys next time for Shonen and Suds. Once again, I'm Chris Adams.
1: And I am Cody Snodgrass.
0: And thank you, thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a good